Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Season. Today we're going to be doing a little double feature, a little Christmas movie double feature with Elf and Jingle All the Way. Um, one of these movies I really, really enjoy. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. And the other one I'm not so high on. So we'll start with uh, the one that I'm more favorable on, and that is Elf. So uh, Justin, what, what are your initial thoughts on Elf? Um, Elf to me is like one of those ones that... I think does something that a lot of movies aren't able to do, which is it kind of captures the, I, I don't know. For me, it's like, it, it's, it's the perfect family Christmas movie because there's, there's kind of something for everybody. There's a lot of like kind of, you know, jokes for the adults. And there's also a lot of like, almost like slapstick comedy for the, uh, for the kids, you know, with certain scenes. And so, um, I don't know. I think it does a really good job of kind of capturing that, like the innocence of Christmas and like all that different stuff while also being kind of funny and having some good, you know, comedy bits for like parents that take their kids to go see it or parents that watch it with their kids. Yeah. And I think it does a a really good job of something that I think the other movie we're going to talk about doesn't do a good job of. And that's kind of making silly things funny. You know what I mean? Like a lot of elf is very silly, but it's still, really funny and um i mean just the just the fact of one just you know a grown man in an elf suit um if this if this isn't properly casted this movie is probably terrible you know what i mean like yeah but they do such a, and i'm not just talking about will ferrell i'm talking about all the way down like this movie is in my mind almost perfectly casted um from top to bottom. And I think that helps it a lot too. Um, I'm like you, I think it, I think it's a movie that you can put on for any group of people and they're going to enjoy it for Mm -hmm. different reasons. Um, and it's probably one of the more, I'd say other than maybe Christmas vacation, it's one of the more Christmassy movies, you know, like Christmas is throughout the entire movie. It's not like, um, some other ones where it's kind of sprinkled here and there, like the entire movie is Christmas and, um, and I don't know, I, I'm like you, I, I really love this movie. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with one being a fan of Will Ferrell and what he brings in this movie particularly. And also just, again, the cast, I mean, um, you know, James Caan is like the kind of like the Ebenezer Scrooge type, um, workaholic and uh one of our favorite characters phase on love as the um as the mall uh mall store manager who thinks everybody's out to get him um yeah no, that that to me no that to me is when the movie really gets good for me is when he actually gets to new york city and uh you know the first like 20 or so minutes i mean that stuff like when i'm rewatching it you know uh i kind of like to i don't skip it but i kind of aren't you know totally invested until he gets to new york i feel like that's when the it's, story really yeah. kind of gets going yeah and the beginning is a little bit too long i think um yeah. there are some really funny parts like one of my favorite parts in the in the whole movie um maybe it's not my one of my favorite parts but it's a part that i don't care how many times i watch it i always laugh and that's when um he gets like in trouble or he gets kind of like demoted from toy making and they put him in charge of checking the, uh, Jack in the boxes. Yeah. 
you oh, know, yeah, he's yeah, sitting yeah. there and and uh and just the way that he like reacts to um to like the last one is just to me it just cracks me up. Um but I'm like you, like when he when he gets to that store and he starts going back and forth with uh with Phase on Love and you know, he meets uh Zoe um Deschanel, like it it really picks up. And Yeah, because that's kind of to me like, you know, it's kind of I don't know. He like the the first part of it is kind of, you know, it's kind of setting up the whole movie. But when he gets there is when like the you know when he meets the family and you know that's when I really kind of like it takes on kind of more of like a modern uh, Christmas movie. Uh, the first one's kind of like a throwback to some of those old classic Christmas specials and stuff, which I think they were kind of going for. But but yeah, which John Favreau directing it, and he has a small little part in this, uh, which he's actually pretty funny on. He's like a doctor or something, or like a family yeah, doctor. Yeah, he's or the something. family doctor. Yeah, yeah, but he's, you know, he's really good. You know, a great director, and he does a really good job with finding that balance of it being a kids' movie, but also, you know, a, a lot of people put everything in like the family movie category. But this one really is a family movie. Like I think all ages could really appreciate something with it and enjoy it. And uh, it's definitely one of those fun, like getting the Christmas spirit type Christmas movies. Like one that you can watch like on the week of Christmas, and it's got all the Christmas ingredients, you know, of a good Christmas movie. You know, it's got a story about a family. It's got a kind of like an outsider type uh, thing. You know, like not knowing their surroundings, and it's got a lot of like funny, you know, kind of. You know, just the part of him like not understanding that that that's a mall Santa Claus and that that guy's lying and all that different stuff, and you know, yeah, just all those think, different scenes about like you know them like uh, you know towards the end like you know having to sing with Christmas cheer and stuff. It's got all those type of things in it that are that I really like. Yeah, and I think I, when you were talking about um, like watching it with your family and stuff, I, I just kept thinking this is the perfect movie to put on if you're like doing some last minute uh, present wrapping or you're doing something and it's just kind of on in the background. Yeah. It's like the perfect movie for that because again, it's, it's family friendly throughout and it's hilarious. I mean, there's just parts that you can, you know, kind of watch and and get out of it. And it's going to give you that Christmas, um, that Christmas feeling and that Christmas vibe throughout the entire thing. It's not like it has to build up to it or anything. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's timeless, you know, because when you watch it now, like there's no, um, you know, and again, this might change in 20 years, uh, depending on whatever, but you know, when you're watching it now, as opposed to when it came out, you know, back, I think it came out like 2003, 2004, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, I think it's either Oh three or four. So I mean, I this movie, yeah, I mean, this movie is going on, you know, 17 years old. It's, but you know, it's, it's going to hit that 20 year anniversary. doesn't feel like a 20 year old movie. No. And I, and you know, I rewatched Christmas vacation the other day. And honestly, that is a timeless movie that doesn't really feel, I mean, there's, there's a couple of, you know, things that you notice, but I, I think this movie will, will be the same thing. Like it'll have that staying power of like a Christmas classic that people are constantly revisiting and going back to even, you know, 20 years from now. So, um, I think that's what John Favreau wanted to do is like, I think when I watched that, um, movies that made us, they were just kind of talking about how he wanted to make something that, you know, him and his dad would watch. They watched like a lot of Christmas movies together or something. And like you said, like that's a good movie to have on. Um, you see it on TV all the time. So anytime that it's on and you flip it on there, no matter where it's at in the movie, um, it's usually there's not usually any wasted scenes in it. So there's always a good time to jump into it. 
Yeah, and they also um, they they do a, a really good job of, like I said before, kind of taking um, previous classics and kind of reshaping them a little bit to where they're um, they're paying homage to those, but it's also like you know its own thing. Um, like the whole beginning part with, uh, where he's in the North pole and it's, you know, it's like Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Yeah. And, but then they add in that little part at the end with the, um, I forget what, it, what it's called, but the thing that comes out of the water, you know, oh, yeah, it's like, like a Norwal or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. he's like, oh, I hope you find your dad, buddy. You know, yeah. it's just like. That you know, just adding that little thing makes it, it its own. Yeah, and uh, you got to be entity, confident you know? in what you're doing if you're going to do some stuff yeah. like that because th- that could if the mo- if the audience isn't in, and by the time they start doing that, the audience is kind of in at that point. Um, if you're not in, then th- those scenes are going to like ruin a movie, you know. So like yeah. to to do that is kind of risky because you got to like the the first thing you have to do with this is you have to convince people about like okay Will Ferrell's going to play like a grown man as an elf like and within the first 10 minutes you realize like okay we're in good hands with this movie cuz it's like it's working it's funny it's kind of endearing it's like it's kind of silly it's heartfelt you know you kind of you really feel sorry for buddy the elves almost come across as like bullies you know which is funny yeah. to me cuz elves are usually like cons- like in every movie elves are like Overworked, Jolly or not appreciated, and, yeah. appreciated, you know. And with this one, they're the ones that are kind of saying, "Like, man, we we have like we're way behind on production, you know, and all this different stuff." So you you automatically get that uh, get invested in the character. So that's always good. And then, like I said, once he, he gets to New York, that's when like the second act starts, and that's when it really gets fun for me. And that's that; those are the scenes that I kind of remember and like quote all the time is the ones with him and. You know, phase on love in the mall. Those are like some of my favorite scenes. Him and his yep. dad, you know, wanting to be tucked in and spaghetti and pop tarts and maple syrup and you know all that stuff's like just really fun. Yeah, and um, the other thing I was thinking while, while you were talking was, um, you know, you said that some of those scenes can really derail a movie if people aren't really invested in it. And I think the thing that this movie does really well that a lot of Christmas movies and holiday movies fail at and that is immediately getting you into the the theme of Christmas. I, I think that's kind of you know, people who watch Christmas movies are are trying to get into a more Christmas feeling or more uh or trying to get more Christmas spirit, I guess, or whatever. And this movie does a really good job of hitting you almost over the head with that immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, and just saying, hey, this is gonna be a Christmas movie. You know that from the first moment that Bob Newhart stop starts talking, yeah, that that's what it's going to be, and um, and again, it's got it's got a really good kind of story too, you know, a story that's been done numerous times, you know, a father who works too much and then realizes that, you know, he's been missing out on some things, and I mean that's but, been done a hundred times. Well, and that's where it gets really good too, is like they flip some of that stuff, like you know, a guy who's overworked has to meet like a deadline. And instead of him being like, you know, that's why it's so funny when they bring in Peter Dinklage for that whole scene. Like, this guy's just like a super cocky, like, they bring him in to fix all these books. And, like, that's one of the most memorable scenes of the whole thing. Um, and you Yeah, know, that, James, I, love, I love that part, by the way. No, I do, too. And that's what I'm saying. James Caan does that perfect thing of, like, because you're annoyed with him. So he's not like a jerk. 
because like everything yeah. he's doing is justified. Like he's really like he's got his whole like you get why he's super stressed out. You get why he's not spending a ton of time with his family. You get why having Buddy around is not fun, you know, because Buddy's just like innocently like obnoxious, you know, without yeah. meaning to be. Yeah, I just love that whole part with Dinklage because he comes in and he just has like this notebook and he's like, I've got four or five like home run. and I'm I'm butchering the thing, but he's just like, I've got four or five great ideas. Yeah, he's and psyched out of his mind about. Yeah, and they're and they're basically the almost identical to what the other guys had, but it's you know a different kind of vegetable, you know, or it's yeah, because like, he's like, like, he's like oh my people God. are doing he's like people are doing small town, you know, too much or whatever. He goes, uh, yeah, you know, but yeah, it's it's like stuff like that. That's where the smart comedy comes in, like the stuff that's like a good thing for the adults, like or you know, older kids, like that's like man, that's funny. But and then they got the thing, same scene. Adults are laughing at that as soon as the kids are kind of like not, you know, now they get a scene where Buddy comes in and is calling him an elf, you know, and he doesn't understand. And that's the thing that's so good is like there's an innocence of like Buddy really doesn't realize what he's doing. And that's why Will Ferrell's so great in it because he really kind of doesn't play it too extreme on either side, you know, because if if that one, if that part wouldn't have been played right, it could have been a disaster. It really could have been. And they also, um, you know, a lot of movies try to have that person, you know, like Buddy or whoever it is, it's kind of annoying everyone. They try to have that person kind of change by the end of the movie. In this one, they don't. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's not wearing the elf co- elf costume all the time, but he's still the same person. You know, he still get it, gets excited about the same stuff. And, you know, when he comes in, he, like, throws his hat, and he's like, I'm in love. You oh, know? yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Just, um, and he's like, Oh my, who's this? Right. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, but it, it's just, I, I just love everything that they, you can tell that they really did their homework and they really had a vision in mind of what they wanted and that they were able to get that across almost completely in this movie. And, and if you haven't watched it, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the, uh, movies that made us about elf, watch it. Cause it's, it's great. It goes over, you know how initially they wanted Chris Farley. This was written for Chris Farley um, years ago, and that's that's not the same movie. You know what I mean? I mean that's mm-hmm. not. I don't. I'm sure Chris Farley could have found a way to pull it off, but I can't see him doing that. You know what yeah. I mean? And it yeah. working. Um. So, is there anything else you want to add about Elf before we switch gears? No, not really. Just that I, I do agree that it's probably one of the top. You know, I don't know where it'd be on my personal ranking, but I I think it's entered in that top like five or six. When, you know, it's ever, definitely across, top five for me. Yeah, yeah, across the board, I think that when when people are talking about like the most popular, like you know, revisited Christmas movies year in and year out, that's definitely one of the top five or six that you know that they show. You know, and yeah. uh, that people enjoy. All right, well let's uh, let's switch gears to a, a movie that I think we can both agree that and I, and I think you're a little higher on this movie than I am, but that overall it's not a it's not a good movie. You know, there's some things that that we enjoy about it, and there's some scenes and stuff that that we like to watch, but overall it's it's kind of a terrible movie in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I watched it the other day, and all of the parts where it's just um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like with his family, or like those are almost unwatchable scenes. 
until you start getting Phil Hartman and Sinbad in there. Yeah. There's something I really like this movie a lot. It's got it's it's not any good, but it's uh it's something that I'm I'm just I'm very grateful was even made because it's like I can't believe it was made and it was casted with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I it it's still a like anytime I'm watching it it's a time capsule movie for me because it's like late 90s time capsule movie. Like it's the perfect uh you know it's the perfect pleasure. So, I mean yeah, something like that. It's just it's got like every ingredient of like um this shouldn't even be a movie, but it's like somehow chugging along and it somehow makes it to the end and it, yeah. and it kind of limps across the finish line. Cause the last 30 minutes of this movie are awful, but yeah. the, the first, you know, there, there's a, there's half of a movie in there. That's really funny. Like there's actually, and I think this is a movie that's way more for adults than kids. I, yeah. I don't know many kids that I know that like want to watch this movie Everybody that I know that like watches this movie and likes it are like people my age, and I think it's because when we grew up on it, we kind of I don't think any of us were like a huge fan, but it, the old like this movie's kind of geared towards older people with the comedy. I mean, there's a lot of innuendo in this. There's a lot of like Phil Hartman has a lot of innuendo jokes, a lot of yes. like really good comedy. Uh, Sinbad has some like rants that are like as you get older and you actually listen to what he says, it's hilarious. But there's not a whole lot here for like kids. As weird as that sounds, yeah. it's more of like a a movie that I don't know. I just feel like you know kids could watch it, but I don't think I think people our age enjoy it more than if I tried to show this to like you know a, a nephew of mine. You know, so yeah. Um, when I was rewatching it, I, and I haven't seen it from beginning to end in a long time, but you immediately notice how much they're pushing the the toy element, you know, it is almost, I kept thinking like they wanted to sell a toy for something. And then they created a movie around that almost. So they created the movie around the, this was kind of making fun of the tickle me Elmo thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like, but the, the, um, the turbo man, like when it's actually showing the show, uh, like the little kid watching the show. Oh yeah. It's yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. it's almost like a copy one for one copy of Power Rangers. Oh yeah. Like the way the monsters look and then like even uh like his sidekick or whatever looks like one of the monsters from, you know, if you didn't know better you would think it, it was from that. Right. Um but yeah, man, one of the funniest scenes to me that I that we never talk about cuz you know there's always those those ones where it's like uh and most of them are Phil Hartman but it's like um maybe it's your aftershave or something. You know, he's got that reindeer for some but there's a scene I think it's the first time you see Phil Hartman. He's at like that that karate competition. Yeah. With um and he's sitting next to Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife and all these like single moms or whatever are telling him to come over and and just the way that he's like looking kind of off in the distance is just so funny to me. And yeah. it it just kind of shows you that Phil Hartman was one of those guys that could take he could take the smallest little kernel and turn it into like comedy gold, you know. And yeah. um, anyone else in that scene, it, it it doesn't hit the same. But I, I was just watching that, and I was just I was just laughing so hard because he's just sitting there, you know. And they're like, "Yeah, I really need you to come over and fix my stove." And he's like, "Yeah, I think I got the right tool for that job." Yeah, you know. And then he'll look over at 
uh, Rita Wilson, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just the the way he does it, man. Like he was he was just so great at that. Yeah, and I think that, like I said, the movie's a lot smarter than I think people get credit for. They like a lot of people say like the movie's stupid. Like I, I don't think the movie's stupid at all. It's like really smart, in my opinion. Like the the way that they do, like kind of a a commentary on like the obsession with toys at Christmas and like the obsession of like standing in lines for like an insane amount of time. I mean, it was a little bit ahead of its time in a weird way because, yeah, the Tickle Me Elmo thing was going on. But that even accelerated more after this movie came out with like people waiting in line. I mean, we're even seeing it right now with like, you know, people not being able to get a hold of like PlayStation 5s and and these, you know, graphics cards and stuff, you know. So it's got this really funny, like, um, that's what I'm saying. I I really think like it's it's a movie like that's more geared towards older kids and and even adults because of the of the stuff that they talk about and the like the the real funny parts are all those parts that I remember aren't ones that I see like kids quoting at school the next day like they would elf, you know? Like Yeah. And that that's what's kind of interesting about the movie is it's like a kids movie but it's 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 almost like in a weird way, not a kid's movie in a, in a sense. Yeah. You know? And they also, they do these things, man, that it just kind of drives me crazy a little bit. First of all, the kid that's in this movie, he, he might go down as one of the most hated child actors, not because of like him being a jerk or anything, but just, you know, this role, he's almost unbearable to listen to when he's complaining and doing all this other stuff. And, uh, and then of course, you know, episode one, um, but there's a scene where, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger realizes that he didn't get the doll. So he's got to, he's got to leave like Christmas Eve morning to go mm-hmm. get it. And the kids in there eating uh cereal and he comes in and he's like, he's like, I got to go pick up the, and he spells out doll. He's like D O L L. And that kid's got to be like, eight. Yeah, he's oblivious to, you it. know, and he's just like, he's just like eating his turbo man, uh, yeah. cereal. And it's just like, you know, like, mo- like now most movies would be, the kid would kind of look at him and be like doll, you know? Um, but it's just, like I said, it, and it has those things where if Sinbad isn't in this movie and, I would say Phil Hartman too, but really Sinbad, if he's not in this movie, this movie's almost unwatchable through huge stretches. Like he really does a great job of kind of taking the heat, the comedic heat off of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And I, and you know, it's so weird because Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, look, man, like he's, he's not, this isn't the role he should have signed. It, it's, I, that's what makes me like it even more though. I'm so glad that he's in it cuz it like makes it work somehow for me. Like it's like so funny and I think it like almost makes Phil Hartman and Sinbad even better in this movie because like Schwarzenegger's not like he has to play almost a boring character and like if you cast Arnold Schwarzenegger in your movie, he is always the most interesting character in your movie. Like he's just a larger yeah. than life figure. And in Kindergarten Cop, he's amazing in that. He has to play kind of like, that's kind of, you know, that's a PG-13 movie, but it's still like, it's got a lot of like funny, like kid moments in that, that kids can laugh at, you know, and it's kind of silly. But I he, think Kindergarten Cop's PG. Well, even more to my point, but like, it's it's yeah. got some more darker elements to it. I just meant that, oh, like, yeah. that like, there's a lot of like, he does a great job in that because Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a cop. He's playing like a tough guy still. He's just having to but, get thrown into being a, a kindergarten teacher. 
But in that movie, I think we'll agree that he a lot of the comedy heavy lifting isn't done by him. No, it's but the, that's what I'm it's saying. The kids he, and he's reacting to the kids, so that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like, but I'm saying he's having to be the like he's not like in this movie where I think he gets in trouble. Is he is he tries to be funny? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got you. and that's what I mean. I in Kindergarten that. Cop, he wasn't trying to be funny. He was like yeah. annoyed that he, he was had to reacting. Be there. Yeah. He was yeah. reacting to everything that was going on around him. Although yeah. I will say that in Kindergarten Cop, one of the funniest parts in that movie is when he, um, before he goes undercover, he he goes and he finds that girl like in that club, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there talking to her about how you know he wants to live with her and all that. You know, it's just and it go it just comes across really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this and I, I know that you're way higher on this movie than I am, and. and I guess I don't appreciate it the way that you do. Um, and when I first saw this, I was, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you. So when I probably saw this, I was, when did this come out? 90s. I believe it came out 97, 98. Yeah. So I'm in high school at that point. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to, like, that stuff's not going to be funny to me because at that point, I'm watching 96. You know, Billy Madison and Tommy Boy and the, like that kind of comedy was was what I was looking for. So yeah. And that's but, what I'm saying. Um, I think that that that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like when I was a kid, like I, I do remember vaguely kind of watching this, but over the past, like, I don't know, 10 years or something, you know, is when I've really kind of started picking it up. And I was like, dude, this movie is wild. Like it's one of those, it's one of those type of movies where there's so much one, like funny moments that, uh, that me and you know our sister, you know we we joke around about this movie all the time because we love the Sinbad quotes, we love the Phil Hartman quotes, we love put the cookie down. Like, there's a lot of these moments that are just so you almost like appreciate it because you're like, man, I don't think there's going to be another type of movie like like a big budget like net. You know, it, it just again when it came out, I'm sure like they thought like, man, this is going to like kill. I mean, this is like at the height of Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you know, they're they're probably thinking like, man, this is going to be freaking awesome, man. Well, and that's another part of it, too, is they probably thought, oh, well, we got all these great people in it, but they forgot to write a, you know, a good script. And they just, you know, again, if you don't have those those people doing all they can to kind of save this movie, it could have been, it could have gone down as like one of the worst movies ever made. And on the flip I mean, side, if, if, it, if, it, if they made it as a straight up action movie. Like where he is trying to get a toy for his kid and it just turns into a straight up action, serious action movie. And Schwarzenegger gets to be Schwarzenegger kind of like in true lies, how he's kind of like kind of a nerdy, like, you know, business guy by day. And then yeah, he's like, yeah. if they would have played that route, I think the movie would have been awesome. And then you could have had like, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me that like what could have been, I mean, I think they, I think they had, there was two people trying to make the movie and one of them was like, let's make something really funny. And that's kind of like, where you get the Phil Hartman and Sinbad comedy. And then somebody else is like, man, I really want to make like a family Christmas movie. And it's almost like yeah. they didn't know what they wanted to make. And by the time it came out, it like, I don't even know what you'd consider this movie. I mean, yeah, it's a Christmas movie, but again, man, it's, it's, it's such a bizarre, um, even the way it's kind of shot and filmed. Like I could see like that today being like a straight to Disney plus movie. It doesn't yeah. look great, you know. So like, well, and that's the thing about that's the thing about like comedy and action that I really like is that you can have those, you know, for comedies you can have those really good comedy movies that have like a good story to it, you know, like in terms of comedy. So, you know, like um, 
40 year old virgin or super bad. I consider those, especially 40 year old virgin. I, I feel like it has a good story to it, you know, but it's still hilarious. And, but you could also have just those like crazy comedies that really have nothing under the jokes. It's just, a movie of jokes mm-hmm. and action movies are kind of the same, you know, like you can either have those really good action movies that have a great story and everything with it. Or you can have those movies kind of like Cobra that really, when you break it down, like the, the plot and the movie isn't very good, but you still love the hell out of it because it's just so ridiculous. And I feel like this movie is kind of, kind of like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and again, I, I you know, look, when this movie's on, I mean, I can't watch it from start to finish, but I can watch it from about when he gets his day going on Christmas Eve, the part you're talking about where he tells his wife, like, I got to go get the doll. From that moment to where um, he meets back up with, uh, when they get to, like, the radio station or they get, you know, to that part before they get to mm-hmm. the whole, or, like, after he tries to steal the gift from Phil Hartman's kid, that mm-hmm. that's the movie for me. I can't watch the last thirty minutes, and I can't watch like the first twenty minutes. But that like yeah. forty five minutes there in the middle from those moments, I really think is not a terrible movie. Like it's not so bad to where you can't watch it. But there's a lot of, like the end and the beginning to me are just unbearable. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Justin, we wanted to we wanted to talk about these two because these are two movies that we really kind of. L for me is kind of the one that I always go to. I mean, there's like a handful of movies and I always make sure to watch Elf at least once uh, during this time of year. And I know that you and uh, Lori are really big on um, Jingle All the Way. So we want to talk about both of those. So well, Elf, I just uh, want to say Elf is way better. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure if Jingle All the Way, like I just, there's something about it that's very. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean by yeah. it. Because I mean, like I said, it's it's kind of like, um, to me, it, it's kind of like, that movie Cobra. This is the first one that comes to my head. Like me and you love that movie, mm-hmm. but when we try to show it to other people, they're not always on the same, right. uh, you know, plane as us as far as liking it. So, right. Um, so I, I get exactly what you're saying, but, um, but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add about Elf or Jingle All the Way before we head out? Only that Elf is something you should watch on the week of Christmas, and I think Jingle All the Way is should be one of your first. Uh, it should be one of your first, like, I, I always think the best time to watch Jingle All the Way is, like, the week of Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving weekend if you're going to go shopping. It's kind of a fun little, uh, that's kind of when I like to watch it is early on in the Christmas season because it really doesn't put me in the Christmas spirit at all. Um, but Elf yeah, it definitely. Yeah, kind of actually makes you, it kind of makes you not hate Christmas, but it kind of makes you stressful. It's about not, it, it's know? not, it doesn't have a ton of Christmas stuff. Like it has nothing to do with like the true meaning. It's all about getting the toy for the kid. And then the kid doesn't even really appreciate that. What it, you know, he get, you know, that's a whole nother yeah. story. But all I'm saying is, is like, that's probably the best time. Like when you're viewing it, like I like watching it like early on in the Christmas season. And then elf is one that I kind of wait for like last two, you know, week of Christmas to watch that one. Yeah. Speaking of a kid that doesn't appreciate something, I just, I had to, talk about this before we go. Uh, I was watching everybody loves Raymond and it was the episode where he, he goes to get that. Uh, it's kind of like Pokemon, but he goes oh, to get yeah. that card for his daughter and yeah. he spends like 200 something dollars on it. And then she just folds it up and puts it in her pocket. Yeah. <laughs> he, like yeah. flips out. Yeah. But, uh, all right, man. Well, thanks for joining us again. And, uh, if you liked the episode, um, please, uh, share and like it. 
leave a comment, and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you.